नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय अनिरुद्ध 
Just as great learned Brahmanas who are expert in performing ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices can extract the fire dormant within wooden fuel by chanting the 15 Samudheni mantras. Thus, <coughs> providing, thus providing the efficacy, sorry, thus proving the efficacy of the Vedic mantras. So those who are actually advanced in Krishna consciousness, in other words, those who are Krishna conscious can find the super soul, who is by his own spiritual potency is situated within the heart. The heart is covered by the three modes of material nature and the nine material elements in the bracket. Material nature, the total material energy, the ego, and the mind, and the five objects of sense gratification. And also by the five material elements and the ten senses. These twenty-seven elements constitute the external energy of the Lord. Great yogis meditate upon the Lord who is situated as the super soul, Paramatma within the core of the heart. May that super soul be pleased with me. The super soul is realized within one is eager for liberation from the unlimited varieties of material life. One actually attains such liberation when he engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord and realizes the Lord because realizes the Lord because of his attitude of service. The Lord may be addressed by various spiritual names which are inconceivable to the material senses. When will that Supreme Personality of Godhead be pleased with me? What is the example analogy given here in the verse? Analogy. Extracting fire from wood. Yes. Wood and fire. So is fire present in wood? Yes. It's present, right? Yeah. But it's not visible. So that's the analogy going here. So there is fire within the wood. And those who are expert in uh, chanting the fifteen syllable Samidhena mantras, they can extract the fire from the wood. The wood is lying there, and you chant this mantra with your purity. Uh, smoke will come, and then fire will come, without matching it, uh, matching the light, without igniting. So that's the potency of this Vedic uh, mantras. So that's the analogy here. So what this analogy is compared with? Why this analogy is given? Analogy is given with some comparison always, right? 
towards uh, all these uh, these Samsakuya prayers, uh, telling about. I told you, listen. Super soul within the heart. Yes, super soul within the heart. So, if you compare fire and wood, what is wood and what is super soul in them? Super soul is a fire in the wood. And the wood is the three modes of material nature. Wood is the heart. Wood is the heart or body. So, super soul, Paramatma is residing in the heart of living entity. Right? Are we able to perceive super soul in the heart? Do you know? Super soul is there. Right? So we are like a dead wood. But fire is there inside, right? So super soul is there inside, but we are not able to perceive. Just like an you know, ordinary person, we cannot perceive there is fire within. Within the wood. So who can perceive the super soul within the heart? In the translation? Mentioned there. Lord Brahma. Advanced, advanced people. Advanced people. But specifically? Lord Brahma. More than that? Yes, Mother. Those who are Krishna conscious can see the super soul within the heart. Exactly. So, Prabhupada clearly points out it's not uh, even just uh, yogis or so-called spiritualist, but only bhakta, only devotees, only Krishna conscious person, only bhakta can perceive the super soul within the heart. And body, this body is covered by what? That is also given. So in one sentence, if you were to say, you don't have to say all the 27 elements, but material elements, the body is covered with material elements. So that is compared with wood. So okay, so you got it. Now, uh, purport. Again, uh, please try to uh, pay attention to what Prabhupada says. So he is giving explanation to these two verses. And uh, he will put emphasis on particular one point that you have to catch. Purport. In this commentary to the to this verse, Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur uses the word Durvignayam, which means very difficult to realize. The pure stage of existence is described in Bhagavad Gita. 7.28 wherein Krishna says Yesham Tva Antagatam Papam Jananam Punya Karmanam Te Dvandva Moha Nirmukta Bhajante Maam Dridavrata Translation Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life whose sinful actions are completely eradicated and who are freed from the duality of delusion, engage themselves in my service with determination. Elsewhere in Bhagavad Gita 9.14, the Lord says, 
सततं केतयन्तो मां यतन्तश्च दृढपता नमश्यन्तश्च मां भक्ता भक्त्या नित्ययुक्त उपासते ऑलवेज चैंटिंग माई ग्लोरीज एंडिंग विथ ग्रेट डिटर्मिनेशन बॉइंग डाउन बिफोर मी दोज ग्रेट सोल्स परफेक्चुअली वर्शिप मी विथ डिवोशन one can understand the supreme personality of godhead after transcending all material impediments therefore lord krishna also says in the bhagavad gita 7.3 manushyanam sahasreshu kashchit yati siddhe yatata api siddhanam kashchit maam veti tatvatah out of many thousands among men one may endeavor for perfection and of those who have achieved perfection hardly one comes knows me in truth to understand krishna the supreme personality godhead one must undergo severe penances and austerities but since the path of devotional service is perfect by following this process one can very easily come to the spiritual platform and understand the lord This too is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 18.55, where Krishna says, "Bhaktiya maam abhi janati yavan yes charsi tatvataha tato maam tatvato nyatva vishate tad anantaram." One who can understand the supreme personality of Godhead as He is only by devotional service, and When one is in full consciousness of the supreme Lord by such devotion, he can enter into the kingdom of God. Thus, although the subject matter is dur vignayam, difficult to, extremely difficult to understand, it becomes easy if one follows the prescribed method. Coming in touch with the supreme personality of Godhead is possible. your devotional service which begins with shramanam kirtanam vishnu in this regard shri vishwanath chakravarti thakur quotes a verse from shrimad bhagavatam 285 pravishtaha karna randrena shravana bhava sarorupa rupa the process of hearing and chanting enters the core of heart and in this way one becomes pure in body by continuing this process one comes to the stage of transcendental love and then he appreciates the transcendental name form qualities and pastimes of the supreme personality of god in the other words a pure devotee by devotional service is able to see the supreme personality of godhead despite many material impediments which are all various energies of the supreme personality of god easily making this way through these impediments a devotee comes directly in contact with the supreme personality of god after all the material impediments described in this verse are but various energies of the lord when a devotee is eager to see supreme personality of god he prays to the lord अयिनंदतनुजाकिंकरं पतितं मामुविष्णुयोवामुदो कृपया तव पादपंकजा स्थिति 
we don't have that clarity. But nonetheless, it's possible. But it is very difficult. So similarly, realizing Supreme Lord uh, within our heart is very, very difficult. But it is same time very easy. Those who are devotee of the Lord, those who are servants of the Lord, those who are engaged in devotional service of the Lord, for them it is very, very easy. And Prabhupada has given a series of uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita verses where Krishna repeatedly says, For my devotee, it's very easy, they will come to me. So, this uh, section of Bhagavadam, Srimad Bhagavadam, is called Hamsa Prayers. Is everyone following uh, Srimad Bhagavadam classes? Those who are not may not be aware of what is happening here. I shall give a little bit uh, background. So, this chapter started with the question of Parikshit Maharaj Dasudhir Goswami that please describe secondary creation. And Parikshit uh, Maharaj started the description of uh, secondary creation in which uh, Prachitas, 10 sons of Prachini Bahari, comes and then from them Daksha was born and then Daksha offered these prayers, Hamsa prayers. So we are reading this stuff. Hamsa uh, prayers. By the way, these Hamsa prayers, Prabhupada says, uh, they were only existing in the Vedas. They are not composed by Daksha. So what happens? Uh, ten sons of uh, Prachin Bahari, uh, after receiving instruction from uh, their father, they went to uh, do some austerities. So for a long, long time, they performed severe austerities. And meanwhile, King Prachin Bahari also retired and he also engaged himself in full-fledged devotional service, irrigating his whole time for serving the Lord. So without any king on the earth, there was no one to, to govern and properly manage the affairs of the land and uh, there was no agricultural land for example and trees grew everywhere so whole earth got covered by trees it became dense forest so when Prachitas came out of their austerities they saw that everything was covered by trees what is this? what is happening here? and that angered them no one is looking after earth what is the use of so many trees here? What about other living entities? How will they survive? So out of their intense anger, they, they threw fire and they started burning the trees. Immediately, the moon god, who is, uh, who is, who is uh, caretaker of uh, especially trees, came to rescue uh, their dependents and he requested ten Prachitas, please uh, don't do this and uh, to pacify him he offered uh, 
daughter of uh, uh, Apsara, who was uh, later on raised by this priest as a wife to all the Pachitas. And Pachitas got married to her and then through that union, Daksha was born. Now Daksha, as soon as uh, Daksha comes in our mind, what comes in our mind? Hmm? Have you heard about Daksha? Expert. Daksha, yes, Daksha means expert. But um, if you have read previous cantos, what comes our, what comes in our mind when we hear the name of Daksha? Lord Shiva. Offenses, Vaishnava Aparat, and anger, envy. So this is what comes. But let's take another side of Daksha Prajapati. Again, we, we have a lot of uh, lessons to learn from that pastime also. So in, in that Manmanta, Chakshusha Manmanta, uh, which Manmanta they have? Swayambhuman. So that Manmanta, we heard that pastime in the third candle, that uh, he got offended by Lord Shiva, although Lord Shiva didn't offend him. And he got angry and then, you know, fight happened between Lord Shiva's devotees and followers of Daksha. And in the end, it wasn't happy ending, Daksha got killed. But then the situation got uh, uh, shattered by Lord Brahma. And, uh, he was given head of a goat and brought back to life. So he lived with that uh, head of goat for whole Mananda. How embarrassing that would be. Can you imagine? But nonetheless, he continued his duty. And then after that, he quit his body and for five months, he is performing severe austerities. Such a long time. Can we perform austerity for one day? <laughs> Our greatest austerity comes on, you know, God Purnima or Janmashtami on the day we have to fast. Uh, and you know, especially around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the evening, you will see our austerity capacity. We feel like you know, just uh, rest and you know, sleep or eat something. <laughs> we are gone. But for five months, he performed severe austerity. And then comes this scenario. So here, then after five months, he took birth as sons of Pajitas. Son of Pajitas. And yes, Aditi, whose son is Indra and so many other demigods, who is who is father of Aditi? Dakshapadapati. You know? So as I said, when we hear about Daksha, uh, it comes that you know, 
Vaishnava Prahad and Anger and Anger. But yes, uh, he, is, he is having the good side as well. Lesson to learn. Yes, of course, great, great people also can commit mistakes. So we have to be very careful. We have to learn the lesson from Daksha. At the same time, such a personality is, uh, is uh, not ordinary. The people who are in more of passion, they take birth on earthly planet. Right? Like us. Those who are in more of goodness, they take birth on heavenly planets. But uh, even beyond heavenly planets, Tapaloka, Janaloka, there are higher planetary systems. Actually, Prajapatis live there. So they are even greater uh, in terms of position to demigods. And so Daksha Prajapati is not an ordinary person. So this little background that uh, Daksha comes and uh, he offers this prayers to please Lord Vishnu. Now of course later on it will be revealed that he has desire, uh, of course he is Pajapati, so he has desire to do secondary creation and he wants Lord's blessing and empowerment to do so. So one can say yes it is not completely pure intention, but nonetheless it is part of Creation it is part of devotional service to, to Lord's system. He is son of Lord Brahma, and then he became Brajapati, and then he is doing secondary creation. So these prayers, Hamsukhuya prayers, someone had put question, uh, asking question that uh, please explain what is the meaning of Hamsukhuya. Hamsa. What is the word meaning Hamsa Why these prayers are called Hamsa Guhya? Hamsa means a swan. And Guhya means cave or very secret or very difficult to understand, very hidden. So when you put together to, to the to, to the, together these two words, Hamsa Bhuhiya, means, uh, Hamsa means, Hamsa is a symbol of purity, right? They are not uh, like crows. We, we hear in Srimad Bhagavatam in first canto, the words comes, where, where, uh, where transcendentalists, Paramhamsa, Paramhamsa are being Define. Who are these Paramahamsas? They don't take pleasure in the literatures uh, which doesn't talk about Lord Krishna or devotion service. Rather, those literatures are the pilgrimage place for the crows. So, if you compare these two birds, where do you find songs? In nice, beautiful, serene, natural settings, right? Where the beautiful lake is, mountains, uh, nice water, clean water, and they they live there. Uh, they like to be in that place. Do you see any swans in city? Not swans, swans, street. 
They don't come here on Swanson Street, you know. <laughs> they don't come. But do you see crows in city? And around us? Yes. So where do they reside? Generally where they are found? Garbage places, right? Where there is filthy substance lying around. They are, they are very much eager to be there. So these are the differences. In Mukunda Mahasotra, uh, it is described that, that the, the sport for the swans, do you know how they sport? What is their favorite sport? They like to go to the waters where there are nice lotuses and they like to entangle themselves in the stems of those lotus. And then they again try to free them out. So that's their sport. That's how they enjoy. Such a nice sport, isn't it? <laughs> and do you know what is favorite sport of crows? I haven't witnessed, but I heard from someone who has witnessed them. So this person, a devotee, mentions that he was standing nearby one building and someone spits from window. And he saw one crow flies and before that spit hits the ground, he grabs. This crow grabs and flies away. This is his boat. <laughs> so, there is a difference between two personalities. So, these Paramhamsas uh, are, are like uh, this pure Hamsa, pure, pure hearted devotees who enjoy the literature that describes the devotional service and which glorifies the Lord. So, Hamsa Kuhya. Prayers means the prayers uh, which are very secret to these Paramahamsas. Only these Paramahamsas, as Prabhupada mentions in the purport, only the devotee, Krishna conscious devotee, knows the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So these Paramahamsas has uh, only this Paramahamsa has the, the perfect understanding of Vedic literature and they know the essence which is actually not commonly perceived or understood by common people, by non-devotees. So only devotees. So this is, uh, uh, this right is called Guhiya, it is hidden. And if you read these verses, you will, you will come across the same thing. Just like this verse also speaks about fire within the world, so it's hidden. So these verses have this particular theme that Supreme Personality of Godhead is very much hidden. It is not easily visible, it is not easily accessible, it is not easily achievable. But for Paramahamsas, it is very much possible, very easy. So this is how we understand this meaning, Hamsa The prayers offered by these Paramahamsas, which are very confidential in nature. 
Now, straightforward uh, explanation is given by Srila Prabhupada. Mm. Only devotees can know the Supreme Personality of God. So, here I would uh, just uh, take one pastime from Sri Chaitanya Charita Mahita, where, where uh, it is described that. Only by God's mercy one can understand uh, Supreme Lord. No one else can understand. So the setting is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Jagannath Puri. First time he came to Jagannath Puri. And there he met Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. So Sarvabhama Bhattacharya at that time wasn't a devotee. He was uh, not Vaishnava, rather he was a great scholar, very renowned scholar. He was very renowned all over India. The scholarship was such that he had many students learning under him, the Vedas. But he was bereft of the essence of the Vedas, which is to please Lord Krishna, which is to worship Lord Krishna. So Mahaprabhu went to Jagannath Puri and happened to see Saramava Bhattacharya. And there, first time when Saramava Bhattacharya met uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he thought uh, that yes, uh, he is such a great personality, uh, such a young, attractive man, uh, he has taken sannyas. How he will be able to maintain the Sanyasastra, I will teach him Vedanta and I will uh, protect him. So he had that mood and he had that desire. His sister's husband Yeah, chapter 6, but I'm looking for that verse. I'm on chapter 6 now. Gopinath Bhattacharya. Yeah. Gopinath Bhattacharya, sorry. He mentions. Yeah. 
So what happens? Then uh, <coughs> Gopinath Acharya, he is a pure devotee. He understands who, uh, who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. He knows very well that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is none other than Lord Krishna. But he was quite unhappy with uh, Sarupama Bhattacharya, who, who says that, you know, oh, he is just an uh, sannyasi, no? but, but he is very, very exalted sannyasi. No? But no, he cannot be accepted as Supreme Lord. And then argument happens between Sarupama Bhattacharya and his, uh, you know, his disciples with uh, Gobinath Bhattacharya. So the argument goes forth and back. And then Gopinath Bhattacharya gives the uh, conclusion that, you know, it's although evident in front of you that he is Supreme Lord, but still you cannot understand him, you cannot uh, 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 know him because you are bereft of his mercy. Only those who have mercy of the Supreme Lord can know the Supreme Lord. So one has to have mercy of the Supreme Lord. Are we all fortunate? Yes. Yeah. Are we all better than uh, in position to some of the Person, Sujitana Mahaprabhu, 
actually describes that only Supreme Personality of Godhead has these symptoms. Hmm. So you have symptoms so that you can know what the substance is. Hmm. So all these six opulences are seen in this personality. But still you put your eyes away from seeing this. Keeping yourself blind because you are not referring to Srimad Bhagavatam and Mahabharata. Rather, you are taking different sections of other literature and trying to do understand the Supreme Lord by hypothesis and speculation. You cannot understand. So, here Gopinath Bhattacharya replied, I'm reading the verse from Madhya Lila 6, chapter 89. Gopinath Bhattacharya, no, sorry, Gopinath Acharya replied, Knowledge of the Samambhonam, the Absolute Truth, is evident of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. Knowledge of the Samambhonam, the Absolute Truth, is evident of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. So when they ask, what is the proof that you have received mercy? So he is saying that, you know, I can see the symptoms in him. That itself is evidence that I have received mercy. That's why I am able to see. And you are not able to see, although it is in front of you. Still you are not able to see, because you have received mercy. So that itself proves that I have received mercy. The symptoms I can see. Purport. Saruma Bhattacharya informed his brother-in-law Gopinath Acharya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead may not have shown mercy to me, but what is the proof of his having shown it to you? Kindly let us know about this. In reply to this, Gopinath Acharya said that the Samambhonam, the Absolute Truth, and his different potencies are identical. Therefore, one can understand the substance of the Absolute Truth by the manifestations of the different potencies. The Samambhona includes all potencies in one spirit. The Absolute Truth com combined with different characteristics is the original substance. Thus, the Vedas state that the Absolute Truth has different potencies when one understands the characteristics of the potencies of the Absolute Truth, one is aware of the Absolute Truth. On the material platform as well, we can understand the substance by the manifestations of its symptoms. For example, when there is heat, it is to be understood that there is fire. The heat of the fire is perceived directly. The fire may not be visible, but one can search out the fire by feeling the heat. Similarly, if one can perceive the characteristics of the Absolute Truth, we can know that he has understood the substance of the Absolute Truth by the mercy of the law. In the Bhagavad Gita, 725 we say, Maham Prakasham Sarvasya. The Supreme Person of Godhead reserves the right of not being exposed to everyone. The Lord reveals Himself to the devotee when He is completely satisfied by the devotee's service. 
Thus, one cannot understand the Supreme Lord without His mercy. The Absolute Truth cannot be understood by speculation and this is the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita. So there is the same conclusion Prabhupada gives in purport of these two verses that by devotional service one can understand Supreme Lord known as the Supreme Lord. So here I uh, I uh, take any questions if you have any comments any corrections and then we can close yes I guess. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Shrimad Bhagavadam ki. 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 Shrimad Bhagav